Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barra Show. I am your host, Kim Barra, and on today's episode, we are joined by Tyler Ornstein. Now, Tyler is the, uh, the head coffee man over at Tyler's Coffees. And if you're someone who's ever suffered in drinking coffee, you're going to want to check this out. But if you're also someone who comes up with crazy product ideas and different ideas that you want to you know, create products with and get out to market, this is an episode that you are going to want to check out. Uh, Tyler gives you his hit list and checklist of ways to uh, avoid creating products that maybe aren't that good. So uh, if you want to check that out, this is the episode for you. And of course, if we can ever help you market your products and services, head over to our free Facebook community, www.joinmygroup.com.au. We'll be live training free, of course, every single week to help you grow your business. But until then, let's jump into the show. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you making the time. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, good eye and uh, from down under. Um, that's about all the Australian I know. <laughs> that's right. I love it. I love it. You you might learn some more before the end of the podcast. We'll see. We we'll see how we go for time. <laughs> uh, now, Tyler, I always like to start the podcast the same way every time, which is if I met you at a party and I said to you, Tyler, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? Uh, well, I created the world's first organic acid-free coffee. So coffee that doesn't give you heartburn and digestion, upset stomach, smooth, no bitter bite, flavorful without any of the oversights, side effects of anything that you normally drink in coffee. I love that. And what inspired you to make that? Were you suffering from all those things and you were just a coffee addict and you were like, I need to get rid of this? Or like, what kind of kicked off your journey? Well, I, I don't think I was suffered from it because I started drinking coffee at two months old. Um, but uh, my father, he actually suffered from it. And he started suffering from it when I was about 13. And he figured out when the tannic and lipid acids bloom in the roasting process. And by not blooming the tannic and lipid acids in the roasting process, he was able to figure out that we could create a neutral pH, also acid-free. So um, by figuring that out, he actually worked with the electrical engineer and mechanical engineer and realized what potential value this really had for not just himself, but to other people that had stomach related issues. And we didn't really know exactly what the market space was going to be. So um, when he came to me at 14 years old and say, hey, how would you like to sell the second largest commodity in the world? I said, well, what's that? He said, oh, we'll look it up. So I went to Google, I looked it up. First was petroleum, which is oil. And uh, second was coffee. And coffee was obviously something that I was a big, big fan of. I really enjoy a good cup of coffee. Um, And so really quickly, it became some kind of a passion of mine. And and then working with him, um, we were able to kind of figure it out. So I went door to door and, and, you know, I, I, I said, Hey, you know, would you like to try this coffee? Just give me your name and number. Here's a free bag of coffee. And a lot of people said, Oh, I, I don't like the coffee or not. not, I don't like the coffee more like, Oh yeah, it was okay. Whatever. But they were in our market. Right. 
they weren't our market. And that's something that I really like to, to uh, teach about and speak about is know your market. Because if you want to go and, and try to sell something that your market's not going to be interested in, good luck. You're, you're selling ice to Eskimos and it doesn't sell. Um, but one second, it's going to get loud. Oh, it didn't get loud. I just saw a lightning flash, so I thought it was going to thunder. We're, we're having some monsoons over here in Arizona. There it is. Um, so uh, long story short, um, we we thought this idea through, and and this old lady that I, I called up, I'll never forget. I said, uh, yeah, this is Tyler. How'd you like the coffee? You know, that was some of the best coffee I ever had. Really? Yeah. Can I have some more? Sure. Where can I get it? From me. How much is it? A dollar. And, and that was that light bulb moment of, oh, this is actually something that I can monetize. And then I started building my online presence in 2005. Uh, that was pretty cutting edge, pretty cutting edge. Um, and the, uh, the website looked really, really bad, <laughs> but it converted, it converted. We made sales off of it and it was something that we really, um, truly were, were, you know, blessed by because people from around the world and, you know, in our local country started seeing the value of a product. I think what you said there about having and knowing the niche is is so important because yeah. most people they have a product and it's it might be as you said like you if you didn't know your niche but it was the best product out there but you're going to the people that didn't really care for it like it's pretty easy to be uh deterred and be like oh, okay well maybe people don't want it but it's finding that right portion of people like i know even sticking on the uh the coffee vein so i um my partner has a uh, a cafe here in Perth, Australia. And um, the type of milk that people have in their coffee, like um, there's a very specific brand of almond milk that people love, even though the other brands of almond milk, apparently they don't blend up as nicely. And so they're not as flavorful. They don't froth as well and all this sort of stuff. But if they had gone to a milk drinker, a normal milk drinker with that product, or to me, I only drink black coffee, I would be like, no, I think it's terrible. Like, I, I really don't like the flavor of it. It's, it's bad. Right. But for that one niche market of people that don't like normal milk, like almond milk, and and they want it to froth up like a normal one, it's like a cash cow because they, people only drink that brand. Yeah. Um, so it's it's so uh, yeah, so pertinent to find, a, and that's for sure. Yeah, and, and what's really cool is, is we have like an eighty-five to ninety percent retention rate on our customer base. So. We really are shooting with a fish. You're, you know, we're really shooting a fish in a barrel on this because it, it's it's so targeted and so direct that that people that want an acid-free coffee that's smooth and flavorful and has chocolatey undertones and is just just good and overall just amazing. Um, they they find us and they they stick with us, and that's what's so ex- exciting. Um, which allowed us to build and grow and and really uh, expand our business is word of mouth. That's what that was going to be my next question is how did you guys then start to scale up to the point where you're at today? So word of mouth was pretty big and were there any other channels that you tried? Well, of course, you're always trying to get new people in the, in the pipe, right? 
um, because everyone knows what funnels are. So you take a gross amount of people and you kind of dwindle them down into, into customers. But we're not a copy for everyone. And, and that's one thing that I tell my staff all the time is I'm like, we're not going to ever sell coffee to coffee people. We're going to sell coffee to people that have Crohn's, leaky gut, overactive bladder, interstitial GERD, uh, heartburn, peptic ulcers. That's fine. That's fine. Actually, a study was done in, in uh, Crohn's and Colitis Foundation in North America in 2016. 50 million Americans suffered from stomach-related modalities. That's only increased. That's only increased. And so for those people, obviously having a normal cup of coffee probably is not, not ideal for them um, at all. What's um, for anyone that out there, maybe they are suffering from them and they, they kind of miss their coffee. What's um, like, how would you re- like when you, obviously you said it's not for the general coffee person, but like, how would you relate it to being someone that can have a normal cup of coffee? What's the, like, what's the core difference? Is, is there, is there that noticeable? Big time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, People that drink normal coffee that have any of those side effects that I named off, it physically hurts. Physically it hurts. So that like, so, and so obviously Tyler's coffee will enable them to have the, the, the caffeine benefit without the, without the pain. Yes, absolutely. And so Market-wise, like obviously you mentioned the US, are you guys looking to expand to further out into other countries and whatnot? Or what's the uh, what's the big goal for Tyler's Coffee? No, I, I think that's definitely, we, we, we have, um, we have done so, but I don't know exactly why the international market hasn't looked at us in a lot more of a broad spectrum. I, I don't really get political, but I think the cost of inflation around the world has just skyrocketed and it's not allowing international products to get feasibly into different countries. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. And what what have been some of the the business hurdles that you guys have faced along the way? Obviously, you know, honing in and really getting the the right nation um, is super important. What other sort of like learnings have you had going through the process from, you know, early 2000s to, to now? I think every business has its hurdles. That's, it's a very, very broad question. I would want to say that the biggest hurdle that, you know, Tyler's and, and let me, let me just kind of break the ice here. I have other companies. So, you know, Tyler's is the, is the golden child, I guess is what you want to call it. But I've got other companies and, and those are different hurdles than Tyler's. And there's this never ending hodgepodge of issues and, and you just have to address them. The, there's, not, there's not one real issue that we haven't figured out how to address. Now, on that flip the coin, how do you address problems that you don't know about is more a, a better question. And that is you ask your customers, are they happy? There's so many people in this business world that say, I'm me, this is me, this is me, I'm me, yeah, I'm me. And and the customer is like, yeah, but what about me? Well, what about the guy that's paying your paycheck? What about the guy that's keeping the lights on? 
What about the guy that's paying your rent? Because if you keep thinking that your your you know S doesn't stink and that you are perfect as a company, you will fail. So we always ask, our, and we don't say it's a customer, it's a family. We always ask our family, family, how are we doing? What do we need to do? We say, if you order from Tyler'sCoffees.com, we send out emails all the time saying, "Is there anything we can do to make your your you know experience more enjoyable?" And they do. They respond. They say, "Well, this was an issue. This was an issue." So we build a support ticket and we get it fixed. And like, and it's eight o'clock, so I'm not drinking coffee right now. <laughs> As uh, obviously being from early two thousand and uh, early two thousands that you had businesses kicking off um, and seeing a few different cycles because I know especially as you mentioned before like inflation is obviously going up uh, a lot of people are uh, maybe they maybe they're fearful or excited about the opportunities that come from you know recessional times being that you've you've seen a, a fair uh, a fair cycle up and down. Um, is there any advice that you would give to people who maybe they have a, a, a product business um, like yourself or even service-based business and um, coming into times where inflation is high, um, you know, uh, the, the word recession is getting plastered across the news everywhere. How as a business owner, as an individual, do you kind of deal with that and, uh, and then, you know, share that with your, your team and your family? How do I share recession? Well, like, like facing that, like, you know what I mean? Is like for you, obviously for yourself, like, do you feel that like pressure from it? Do you feel like stress and worry or are you just like, oh, as long as we do a good job, we, we um, make goals. Do I, do I feel pressure or worry about recession? Of course I do. Any business owner that says no is lying to you. Uh, but the show must go on. So you've got to figure out Okay, where do I start looking at cutting costs? Where do I start looking at improving, you know, the product so that we 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 show to the customer that as the recession comes, we still have a value on the marketplace. Um, value over dictates price in any in any business. No one no one goes and buys a luxury car because they want to spend more money. They buy a luxury car because it is luxury, because it's well-built, because it has performance, because it's a better handling, because it's enjoyable, because it has options. So in business, no one wants to spend more money for a product. But if we can show you all the benefits of that product, then then it, it justifies the cost. 100%. So having that as a core focus, as you mentioned, the, the show must go on, like the world needs to keep on turning. So... Um, all you can do is put your head down and focus on you, your business, and, and helping your customers, right? Well, okay. So, so Elon Elon Musk said, and it's probably one of the greatest quotes that I'll I'll ever repeat is, "If you left your dream, you didn't want it hard enough." Like he, and I might be misquoting him, but maybe I should come up with my own quote. But I'm saying. If you feel that you're going to fail and then you allow failure to take over you and you fail, then you might as well not even start. Because if you're tenacious enough to say, no, I'm not going to fail in any way, shape or form, I'm going to succeed, then you will. It's just mindset. 
but it comes from the top down. And so like, is there anything that you do in particular? Obviously um, you've got yourself, several companies and uh, uh, a a staff that is working on these things. How do you um, keep them focused on that as well with a positive mindset as they go through um, the changes in business and uh, everything that happens just in from the, regardless of recession or not, just the general day-to-day ups and downs that businesses have? Funny, I was having this conversation the other day with another person and they said, "How how do you keep your staff motivated? And I said, well, the first thing I do is I ask them the question, well, how do we do it? And then they give me the answer and I say, okay, like this, 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 X that. We're not, we're going to change that a little bit. I want to move this to the top because this has more value than this. But I always start with, okay, what do you guys want to do? Because if you don't give your employees value, to what they want to create, then all they're going to be is robots. And, and, and sometimes robots are okay, but when you're building unique and interesting businesses, robots, they don't really succeed. Yeah. You need people that can actually think and problem solve and identify what, what to do as well, I suppose. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. And then, so for the next, you know, uh, in Australia here, we've just finished our financial year. So a lot of small businesses have kind of gone through their goal setting for the next 12 months. Um, ours is obviously different. I know America. Oh, is it, has, wait, is it the new year in Australia? New financial year. Yeah. So we, oh. uh, we, we finished end of June. So all businesses kind of like wrap 30th of June and then 1st of July, uh, you know, we're recording this 14th of July. So 1st of July, we, uh, we kick off our new financial year. So everyone resets their business goals around this time. Do you guys have a, do you guys have like a 4th of July in Australia? Uh, yes. Yeah, like the 26th of January is like Australia day. Okay. So like that's our like similar sort of thing. Uh, that's, when you, that's when you guys drink a lot of fosters and shoot fireworks off. No, I'm joking. I mean, we do that pretty much every day here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fireworks uh, only in certain states we're allowed to, but yeah, we still, we do, we try, we try. Um, but what's what's the next twelve months kind of look like for you guys for Tyler's Coffee for the uh, for the year ahead for you know yourself and all the businesses or anything uh, different that you guys are doing in the year well, ahead? We're, we're trying so for so in America we business owners live in they're called Qs which are quarters. So for Q two of twenty three, um, our our initiative is to get into Whole Foods and to get into Kroger. Um, right now, in, in coming up, we have one of the biggest uh, meetings where it's a virtual meeting, but we're going around to all of the buyers in, in major, major retail in, in America. And that's going to be really interesting because they're looking for Q2 uh, of, of, uh, 20, of 23. That's that's how far big companies plan out. And you said virtual. Is that because of all of the? Is that normally run virtually? Or is that just because of like COVID and all that sort of stuff? They, they- uh, no, it, it is actually normally run virtually. Um, yeah, there's a company that that puts all of the buyers together, and it makes a lot of sense because it allows the buyer to sit there, go through the you know five minutes per product, figure out yay nay yay nay. 
Awesome. Love that. And now, Tyler, as we get towards the end of our chat here together as well, is there a question which I haven't asked you that I should have? Put me on the spot, huh? You know, um, maybe maybe like how to get the product. So, how do, how, do, how do people get it? And is it available in Australia? Like, can you get it sent to Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can send it to Australia. Absolutely, we have a lot of customers in Australia. So this is the ground bag. It's a twelve ounce. Um, it is um, the acid free regular. And uh, you can also get it on Amazon. I don't know if you can order it through Amazon Australia as of yet, but definitely um, we're, we're working on getting international with Amazon. But yeah, this is uh, definitely something that you guys should try. And, and again, it's not like, please buy my coffee. No, it's like, if this is something that could help you, um in your in your life then then i hope to support that the other thing is 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 when i do speak um i'm a published author i've written a book um i i um i speak on stages and one of the big things that i do whenever i get off stage is i let people come up to me and talk to me um i'm a very people person people oriented person and um, you know, they're like, Hey, I got this great idea. Um, you know, why can't, why can't I make uh turtle shoes? And again, this is a joke. I can't make turtle shoes. I, I put shoes on turtles and, and they walk around and it's stylish. And so my answer to that is, well, that's crazy sauce, but I don't say that cause I'm pretty polite. So I say, well, does it help? Does it help the turtle? Is the turtle ever millions of years? Have they evolved with enough so that they can walk on any surface because they have really thick skin on their on the bottom of their um, their feet? Well, yeah, but it's not like it's not like stylish. And like, okay, well, do anyone that owns a turtle are they trying to stylize their turtle? Uh, probably not, right? So, so you go down this, this checklist of no, 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 no. And you realize, no, no, it's not a good idea. But then there's also ideas that I've heard where I go, uh, like, take, for example, this lady came to me and she goes, um, and, and this, is, this is what I like to do. I like to take someone's idea, roll it around in the old noggin here, and then spit it out with a better idea. So this lady comes to me and she goes, yeah, I have this really cool concept. It, it recycled soap. And I said, what do you mean it recycles soap? She goes, well, you take all the soap that you're just, all the little nugs of soap that you just throw away and you put it in the machine and it melts it and it makes a new bar of soap. And I was like, yeah, but why do I want that? Why, why, would, I, why would I want that? Well, you don't have to throw away soap. I'm like, yeah, but even if I throw away soap, it's it's soap. It's there's no there's no inherited real value there. I mean, it's going down the drain anyway. Literally, it's going down the drain. So we started talking about it, and I was like, "Well, you you're coming at it the wrong way. Why don't you say this is the first craft soap machine that you can put in your house, and all the crafters 
will love it because now they can make their own soaps with their own scents and their own essential oils. She's like, that's brilliant. So, you know, that's, that's what I specifically was, you know, talking about is, is you, you gotta, you gotta have the, the keystone of a business is help. Yeah. I love that. It's gotta, gotta make a difference and uh, be, be tangible to help someone somehow. Um, that's awesome. And, and Tyler, for anyone that's listening and they go, cool, I want to find out more about what you're up to, what Tyler's coffee's up to, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? Beautiful, beautiful question. Um, you can, uh, a, uh, go to my Instagram, tylerornstein.com. I'm sorry, Tyler Ornstein. I am actually coming out with tylerornstein.com. Um, I own that URL and we're actually going to be, um, bringing on uh, a lot of content on that. So you guys can check that out too, tylerornstein.com. Uh, but Tyler Ornstein is my Instagram handle. Um, you can go to, uh, Facebook, uh, Tyler's coffees, Tyler Ornstein. Um, you can, um, email me at Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R at Tyler's coffees.com with an S that's Tyler at Tyler's with an S coffees with an S.com. You can call us. I don't know if you can call international, but try it. It's uh, 855-554-3833. That's 855-554-3833. Beautiful. Love that. And if you're in Australia and you try, chuck a one in front and you'll be able to call that as well. Uh, Plus one. Uh, And if you know anyone, if you're listening to this, we'll have a link uh, to all of those URLs, everything like that in the show notes above or below. And if you know anyone, uh, maybe there's someone who comes to you all the time with crazy ideas for products, send them this episode so they can hear some of Tyler's insights about, you know, putting it through a bit of a checklist and thinking about, does it actually make a difference? And if you know anyone who suffers from any of those um, elements that Tyler shared earlier, and maybe they've been wanting to have a cup of coffee for a couple of years and they haven't been able to find a, uh, a way to do it pain-free, please share this episode with them so they can find out more about Tyler's Coffees as well. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you making the time. No, no, absolutely. I really appreciate everything. And uh, cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers.